Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I have with me today, Sir Michael. Hello. And myself, Timothy. Hello. We're a book club for games. But not today. Today, we're going to wrap up the year. Woo! It's the end of year wrap up! Cannons. Horns. Fanfare. What are you? You're going off early. You're going off early. We haven't even said. We're going to talk about the year in review, our stats, and finally... Party poppers. Cannons. Fanfare. No, don't do it again. Don't do it again. Horns. <laughs> the Meaningless Awards. Let's start with the year in review. So, I just wanted to pick out a bunch of gaming news stories just just to set the scene. So, at the start of the year, all these big buys, Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard, Sony bought Bungie, the New York Times bought Wordle. Actually, that one's like several orders of magnitude down the chain given, you know, that was maybe a million-ish dollars and the others are all multiple billions, but still, uh, it stuck in my mind because everyone was playing Wordle back then. What happened to Wordle? Who's still playing it? Actually, me, but, you know. And I think the Activision Blizzard purchase may actually get blocked due to antitrust because everyone's gone like, uh, Microsoft can't own everything. And they're like, yeah, we can. And then the regulators are going like, wait a minute, no, you can't. And then... IRL news, obviously, in February, Ukraine is invaded by Russia, which I I honestly can't believe happened. I think we made a joke about it in the wrap-up last year. And obviously, I never thought this would actually happen, but it did happen. So You were actually quite stressed about it, so you were right. Yeah, I, I honestly can't believe it. It's one of those things where you're like, surely not. No one's that crazy. Well, it turns out they are. Oh, dear. And then, you know, the gaming impact of that, which is obviously tiny compared to the actual real life impact. But the gaming impact, bizarrely, is that the Advance Wars remake has been shelved indefinitely. So, you know, to this day, it's still not been released. It's all finished. Uh, I guess they'll try and find a slot for it at some point. And then, also shockingly, how much money does Fortnite make? Epic donated the proceeds for the last two weeks of March from Fortnite to Ukraine humanitarian aid. And that was $144 million just for two weeks. That is mental. I thought it'd be more. 
You thought it'd be more? Yeah. A billion a month I want. A billion a month. Okay. Well, I forgot since you've returned to the UK, like greed is good. I forgot that your your requirements for life are so high now. I want Fortnite figures. These are not Fortnite figures. In May, the QA testers at Raven voted to form a union, which was the first union at a major North American gaming company. I mean, it's kind of shocking to me that this is the first union because I think we had a podcast episode where people, you know, we talked about game devs, game company employees forming unions because it was really topical back in 2018. So it's kind of shocking it's taken this long for it to actually happen. I mean, I think it wasn't a great episode because I'm completely clueless about unions, clearly. But yeah, it happened. Also, it's nuts that it was it was kind of triggered because they tried to fire a bunch of the QA staff. Like, you know, Raven is the company that was doing the work on Warzone. Warzone definitely needs more QA, not less, let me tell you. Like, the QA staff are the last people you should be getting rid of at that company. September, GTA 6 leaked. Not just that they were working on GTA 6, because you could probably guess that, but literally, like, source code and gameplay leaked. Super early, but still very surprising that someone literally managed to get into their systems and download a build of GTA 6. Stadia also shut down that month, for reals. Well, not exactly. I mean, they announced the date is going to really, really, really shut down. No backseas, no returns. It just feels like this is like the third time it's shut down. So, you know, I just want I don't know why I wanted to mention it. It's getting so many minutes of mentions just purely because they keep shutting it down. Because we want to say we were right. I really thought it was going to do better. I'm really shocked that they've just... Let's not get drawn into it. Let's not get drawn into it again. This is their, this is their terrible plan. Okay. October. GeForce 40 Series cards released. And also there were new Intel CPUs, AMD CPUs. And then I think in December, you know, we're going to get the new AMD GPUs as well. So maybe a good time to rebuild, upgrade, create a new PC. No, now is not a good time. Don't listen to Mike. Don't listen to Mike. It's a good time as long as you've got ludicrous funds. We're still waiting for the properly priced GeForce 4T series cards. Yeah, it's definitely extremely inappropriately priced. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disagree there. The the pricing is shocking. And AMD GPUs don't do RTX properly yet, still. Yeah, I mean as of the time we're recording, we don't have the benchmarks for the new ones. But historically, yeah. And that brings us to now, where we've just had the game awards. As you know, as we're recording, the Game Awards were yesterday. Do you, do you agree with the the results? I don't think the results matter. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm all, I'm all excited about the announcements. Yeah, which which we're not going to talk about. We're just not going to talk about. Yes, <laughs> that's that's going to be in a different episode. Elden Ring won. That's fine with me. It it, it won best game. Yeah. God of War Ragnarok really cleaned up as well. It won a lot. I mean, oh yeah. Oh, who cares? I don't need to talk about Stray. I feel like I feel like I feel like you have to keep talking about Stray. 
I didn't play it. I don't see why it's. <laughs> I don't see why Stray's so good. I don't see why everyone loves Stray so much. I mean, oh dear, I'm getting drawn into it. You see, it was it. Um, let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about it. My favorite thing about the Game Awards was right at the very end, where they've got the orchestral like rundown of all the nominees for best game, and you know this orchestra is playing little snippets from the soundtrack of each and it's been beautifully like medleyed together. And there is a guy playing the flute or multiple different flutes and he is rocking out so hard. I, I want to know if he does this every year or if it's just that this year there was a particularly bodacious you know, flute guy. Is bodacious the right word? I don't even know. <laughs> I'm like dipping back into the 90s. That's how extreme it was. Fine. Yeah, he he's enjoying it so much. This dude is not... He's loving life. I mean, he's there. Flute dude. Yeah, just like the joy. The joy is he's like blasting out this rocking flute solo, you know, and he's like twitching and stamping his foot. And like, he looks like he's having such a good time. It's amazing. I I think in one clip, he's got, he's playing the the instrument with one hand. The other hand is is like a fist. It's a fist. He's bumping his fist. (laughs) It's so good. He's like, oh, man. Flute solos. Maybe, maybe that can be, maybe that can be my new Spotify genre for next year. It's just like things of rocking flute solos. I need to do that at my desk. I need to be like one hand typing, the other hand just <laughs> fist pumping to my fist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then before you know it, people running over. What's happening? Tick. He's having a seizure. Oh, mid call on Zoom. Just shaking your fist. Yeah. I mean, you might be doing that for other reasons. And then, of course, okay, the highlight of the whole Game Awards was when Hidetaki Miyazaki comes to collect the Elden Ring Best Game Award. And then the random dude comes up behind him. Uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to thank my reformed Orthodox rabbi, Bill Clinton. <laughs> it's just a completely random guy. And everyone thought he was part of someone else's entourage. And then actually, he was just a random, and he just took the mic and thanked Bill Clinton. Perfect capstone to another ridiculous year. Shall we move on? Oh, okay. You got nothing to say? You got nothing to say? I, well, I don't think this behaviour should be encouraged. Well, he got arrested, so I guess they, they clearly don't want to encourage it either. But you enjoyed it nonetheless. Yeah, there's just the moment of surprise on all of their faces when they're all like, wait, I thought that guy was with you. I thought he was with you. And then they realise he's a total random and they all like back away quickly. Did you watch this live? I, I didn't watch it live. No, I, I, I was watching the Game Awards, but then I went to the gym. And then when I got back, it was all done and dusted. But I, I saw the tweets about it and i was like wait a minute i need to go back and watch the end so good fine fine okay let's have like let's have a more personal year in review then yes please fine what what did we like what did we not like what did we do this is not the stuff we played this is all the stuff we didn't play (laughs) yes although then i was about to talk about the book club and i guess that technically is stuff we played we did seven book club games that's okay is it (laughs) not really given that we basically did only book club eps this year we dedicated a lot to 
Elden Ring. Yeah, I mean, we basically did one episode a month, and then we did four episodes on Elden Ring, so <laughs> what do you expect? The surprise for me was Super Auto Pets. Really? Yeah. What, you, you thought you were going to hate it, and actually you didn't? Yeah, I got it. it got under my skin. I still think about Super Auto Pets. I know, right? Roll me, juice me, squeeze me. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's like it's like into the breach, but you just like collapsed one of the dimensions. I don't know. It's like it's really it's nothing like into the breach at all. It's just really good. <laughs> it's really it really captures the one more go feel. Yeah. I just wish I could play it offline. But but who would you be playing against? Like bots no i mean pre-downloaded teams yeah just downloaded yeah 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 it's so clever so good so good and the like artistic choices not many choices i mean choice artistic choice (laughs) genius yeah well when it comes to my personal triumphs i i don't think we really talked about this very much i I won a prize at the Hong Kong site of Global Game Jam this year. This is right back at the very beginning of the year. So I won the Best Market Value Award for my entry. I was quite pleased with that because it was a solo project as well. I did, you know, I did the whole thing myself. Of course, capitalist Mike. Best Market Value makes sense. That's right. That's right. I think it was genuinely a good game. I think. I mean, I think not many people played it. Like, it didn't make much of a splash on like itch.io either. Because, I mean, it really, it's because you can't play it in the browser because I'm using some shader technique that just doesn't work in, you know, WebGL. And, like, it's quite unnecessary. I should probably just strip it out and then just release a browser version because everything else works in the browser. So, anyway, you should play my game. You should play my game. Winner's Triangle, which is a pun. Oh, sad face. I've not played your game. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Ting. You're not very supportive. This is why I'm a, this is why I'm a failed indie developer. I just I just didn't get the support I needed from my friends, friends and family. You watched the trailer at least. Yeah. Yeah, the trailer was good. To be honest, I think I actually won the prize off the back of the trailer. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think even the judges played the game, so we know that's how it works, right? <laughs> yeah, we know that's how it works. That's why I put, that's why I made a good trailer. But yeah, I I actually intended to expand on it. I had all these ideas on how to expand on it, but then it's actually surprisingly hard. Like as I, you know, when I started implementing some of them, it was just like, wow, this just doesn't feel fun at all. Or this just doesn't, this just doesn't really work. And then, you know, I, I did finish one round of enhancements, but then I uh, also went to the UK again for like a third of the year and I just like completely lost, completely lost momentum. So sad face. When did you go to the UK? Like April, I think. I, I was basically in the UK from like April to September. Again. <laughs> well, actually, it's not again, but it's a, sim- it's a similar length of time to 2021. You hadn't got back for very long then, had you? Um, I mean, I basically, well, I mean, I think I, I spent like January to, to June in the UK in 21. And then in 22, yeah, it was like April to September. So, I don't know. It's ridiculous. What kind of life is this? A hard one. 
Is it a hard one? Oh, it's so sad. I didn't work for oh, two years. Oh, poor Mike. <laughs> so tired all the time. So tired all not the time. Not able to work on. Yeah, not able no to work on my to game. Because I've been yeah. up all night playing Warzone. Oh, no. Poor Mike. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry. February. I mean, we've gone to April, but let's go back to February. The Steam Deck was released. Yeah, did you get one? No, I didn't get one. Why not? So that's a very good question. I I can see the appeal of the Steam Deck. I would use the Steam Deck, but I don't want more hardware because you you don't have you don't have enough room in your gigantic house. I just can't keep amassing consoles. How many how many consoles do you have? You got a PS Five, and that's like it, right? Yeah, but I've still got the Switch, the Wii, the Wii U. I haven't got have I got the Wii? I probably haven't got the Wii, but I've got the PS Four. I've got a DS somewhere. I have a PC. And the only reason I need the deck is for quick resume, which you've told me I can just use a PC for. I mean, I'm saying this. I'm not sure you really can. Like, I mean, you can you can try it. You can definitely try putting your PC to sleep. And it, also, I'd be buying the Steam Deck for really dumb reasons. It's because I don't want to have bloated stats. <laughs> I want my playtime to be reflective. Of your actual playtime. Yeah. If Steam allowed me to go in and edit my playtime, or to pause my playtime, that would be useful. I've said this before, like, I don't understand why this is such an issue. Because it doesn't take very long for, like, a game to start up if you're on a PC with an SSD. But then you're saying it's because of, what, like, it reloads from your last checkpoint or something. Yeah, I need to save, because some games don't let me save whenever I want. Yeah, I just don't play those games. No, wait, wait, wait. What games do you... Oh, 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 is this Arkham City? Is this specifically Arkham City? Because it's got a checkpoint save system. Oh, actually, that's quite generous. GTA 4 is the, the other one that I want to get through. And like things like Resident Evil, you know, you have to use a typewriter. Uh, you have to use a ribbon. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, old school Resident Evil. Fair enough. Fair enough. Even the new one, the remake at least. Are you playing that? No, I'm not. I'm just giving examples because I can. Yeah, exactly. It's like, are you playing that? Well, no, but hypothetically. Neophyte was a problem for me. Neophyte? I mean, it was, why? Yeah. It's so short. Like a run of it's it not, is like it's 20 not minutes. Enough. It's not 20 minutes. We've been here before, Mike. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You said 20. It turned out being 30 plus. Yeah, okay, you're right. I, th- I think like the speed run is 15. So you're right. It's like 30 plus. I think you're right. Thirty plus is like the is like the target time for a lot of these games because like Vampire Survivors is also thirty minutes. So, and whereas you know, yeah, we know you play in fifteen minute chunks, right? And that's where COD gets it perfect. Wait, COD is fifteen minutes? I can get in and out in fifteen minutes. Yeah, this is multiplayer, right? Yeah, yeah, multiplayer. Not Warzone because you're just dying. I'm not Warzone. <laughs> you're just dying well, halfway die. through the game. <laughs> I, well, that's when I normally die anyway, so... Okay. It's fine for me. My big pain from this year has been... In in September, I I think I panicked messaged you about how to retrieve or recover deleted files from a hard disk. Yeah. I deleted the Arkham City save file. I can't believe you did this. This was so random because you you messaged me and you were like oh how can i restore things from steam cloud and i was like huh and then 
And then you, you were asking all these Steam Cloud questions. And then eventually it transpired that actually you wanted to undelete a file from your hard disk. And I did actually tell you yeah. like several ways to do it. But by then I think it was too late and it had been over, like the sectors had been overwritten. Or it's an SSD, yeah. so it just doesn't even work the same way. Like you were able to recover the file, but the contents were just corrupted. Like well, Trash, they, they yeah. weren't the original contents. So yeah, you deleted your Arkham City save file. I can't believe it. The stand, the standard. What what button do you press on the keyboard to go back? Yeah, like backspace. Yeah, that's the delete button. Yeah, I'm sorry, team. That's... It's like it's stupid. You're right. I mean, I guess you'd press escape in a game. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, you do. <laughs> in a game, you press escape. In like a browser, you press backspace. Yeah. So yes, human error. So the reason I ha- I I use a keyboard is because the PS5 controller. I don't even know the button to go back. I think you press the share button or something, isn't it? It's like oh, that's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> having a share button is ridiculous in itself. Let's just let's just let's just have that hot take instead. Yeah. So I bought myself an Xbox controller. So I know what button is to go back. That's my answer to this. Buy more hardware. Buy more hardware. You should have just got the. You should have just got the Steam Deck, man. <laughs> if you'd had the Steam Deck, we wouldn't even have. We wouldn't have had this problem in the first place. <laughs> and you, you probably could have undeleted the file on Linux, no problem. <laughs> Jeez, belt and braces. Two two solutions. You could have just. In fact, you never just never quit the game. Just put it to sleep. Yeah. Are you going to get a Steam Deck for Christmas? No more hardware. No more hardware. Okay. Okay. I'll, buy I'll a new cancel PC. the order. You... <laughs> so Mike has told me it's the best time to buy a PC. It's the best time to buy a PC if you are not sensitive to money. Oh yeah, you're right. So it's the perfect time for you to buy a PC. <laughs> what, what's your graphics card? 1060. It is time. I I really think it probably is time if you have a 1060. If you want to play PC games, which you actually don't really. So if you wanted to play like Warzone on PC or like, you know, yeah, whatever the next AAA game is on PC, I think 1060 is going to struggle. But, you know, if you're going to play Super Auto Pets, then that's fine. In games I didn't play this year, my Hong Kong FPS friends basically all decided to go and play Lost Ark for some reason. I, I this is like unfathomable to me. Like I don't understand why because not you can't even play Lost Ark in Hong Kong. They they're all having to play through a VPN. Can you give me just a little bit of background on Lost Ark? I I don't know because I've never played it and you can't play it in Hong Kong. <laughs> it's it's Amazon. It's an Amazon gaming game. Imagine you turned Diablo into an MMO. So gameplay style is basically like diablo 3 but with mmo grinding and equipment and character classes and stuff and it's actually a korean game like south korean obviously but amazon has gone and localized it for the west and you can play it in the us and europe but not in asia or at least not in hong kong yeah i know it yeah so they got really into it and they're like they're just playing this game all the time. I, one of these friends like loves grinding. Actually, I think they all love grinding. I don't. I don't get why they're always complaining about COD when they love grinding so much in this. They're, they're all like, "Oh, I can't be able to keep up with the weapon meta. I don't want to keep grinding the guns." And they're like, "Oh, I love grinding this stupid like Diablo game. I'm gonna try and get like a new piece of 
I can't, you know, I can't even remember. Like, there's material so I can upgrade my stats by three points or something. The grind is different. They've just been mind hacked. They just don't like playing with you, Mike, <laughs> when it comes to COD. Maybe. Maybe. It's, yeah, it's because I'm too much of a tryhard now. I'm just like, okay, guys, we're going to win. We're going to win, right? They, they, actually, they actually have deliberately sought me out now, you know, when they came crawling back. They were like, Mike, you're good now, aren't you? And I was like, well, I don't know, maybe. And like, do you want to play Apex? I want to play Apex. And I was like, yeah, sure, we can try playing Apex. And then we won. And I was like, yeah. But actually, I think it's just because I had no MMR rating because I hadn't played it for so long. Like we, we, we comfortably won the first game and then the second game we just got destroyed. Because <laughs> it was like, okay, you're competent. We're putting you into the normal pool. And then, uh-oh. <laughs> and then this is yet another year where my initial thoughts when going into these show notes was, wow, there, were like, there weren't that many big games released this year. And then I realized, no, there were loads. I just completely forgot about them. <laughs> I mean, like, on Nintendo, we had Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Splatoon 3, two main series, well, they're not really both main series, but two major Pokemon games, like, one main series and one spin-off, but that's actually had probably more attention and time put into it than the main series game in Arceus. We, we had a new Sonic game that I hesitate to say was good, but on the Sonic rating scale is off the charts amazing because, you know, most Sonic games are like a four to a six and this is like an eight. Barely. Barely. Yeah, but it's... I mean, I think I was saying like when, you know, the footage came out of like Gamescom, I was like, this game needs more time in the oven, you know? And then it's definitely not as bad as I was saying back then. Like, it turns out it's it's not too bad, but it, it really could have done with more time in the oven. But then I have another friend who's like a massive Sonic fan, and he was like, it had a lot of time in the oven. Like, really, they were working on this for a really long They just had to ship something, you know. It's like, oh, yeah, fair enough. Well said on the Sonic scale. <laughs> really? Yeah, the Sonic rating. What is the Sonic rating scale? What's it really go from? We need, we need funnier names for it. Like, from Ugandan Knuckles to, I don't know, actual Knuckles. It's an old meme. You got you got any games? Overwatch 2. I thought we would all jump on jump on to Overwatch 2. It's Why? free. Why? Why? Oh, because it's free. No yeah. one might... Okay, fine. Come on, it's free. Did you try? I did not try. In fact, I didn't even realise it was free. It no it's free and it replaced Overwatch 1. Right? Yep. I have been so Gee, like Blizzard, please. I bought Overwatch 1 twice. I had it on PC. And then you bunch of jokers, like I'm I'm pointing at I'm pointing at you, Ting, you and your family, well actually technically your in-laws, were like, oh, we want to play Overwatch and PlayStation. Mike, please buy it again. I was like, okay. And I bought it again. We played it like once. That's two Overwatches Blizzard has got out of me. And now it's free. Scandal. It's funny as well, because I, I thought Overwatch 1 was going to be free, and it wasn't. And now Overwatch 2 is. But like, what, what do I get for having Overwatch 1? Do I get like all these unlocks, at least? Probably too late now. Jeez. You showed us you didn't care. Well, I don't. 
You hear that, Blizzard? <laughs> I don't care, but I also want my money. Some late entries. Mm, yeah. Things things that I just forgot were coming this year. Well, actually, were they even coming this year? Midnight Suns. YouTube showed me an advert for it, and I was like, oh, that's weird. And then I was like, oh, no, wait, it's out? So Midnight Suns is out. Have you got it? No. Will you get it? I weirdly feel no desire to play it. It's strange. I really thought I would want to play it, but now it's here, I just have no interest. I I read a review, and it basically said the microtransaction and costuming stuff is just offensive. And I was like, I don't need this in my life. Like They, they say the actual game is good. And you know what? If I actually watched some gameplay, maybe I would get sucked in. I saw Northern Lion started playing it. I haven't watched any of the vids, but I did see Northern Lion has started playing it. So maybe I could get sucked in because I think it's... It's kind of like a deck builder as well, isn't it? It's like card-based shuffling for the powers and crossed with XCOM, new XCOM, that is. But yeah, apparently they're really trying to like suck all the money out of you, nickel and dime you for all the costumes and stuff. And I was just like, I, I just don't want to engage with that. I mean, I know I don't have to engage with that, but... But all it takes is for you to see Northern Lion play it badly. Yeah, I know. Northern Lion's going to be like, okay, so I'm going to I'm going to run in and use the shotgun and be like, "No! No, you're a freaking wizard. Use your magic." And then you'll buy it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. Maybe in a now playing app next year I'll talk about how I got really sucked into it and I've spent $3,000 on microtransactions, but now Doctor Strange has a fabulous purple cape or something. I don't know. I don't know. Let's hope not. Did you buy Dwarf Fortress. (laughs) I did buy Dwarf Fortress. I've not actually played it yet, but I did buy it. I can't believe it's out. We we definitely talked about it in the past, and it was like, when's the release date? Time is subjective. You know, it just said time is subjective, but turns out that is now, because it's out. It looks impossible. And this is the easy version of it. You know, it used to all be ASCII characters. So now it's got tile sets. Now it's got a tile set and you can interact with it with a mouse. You used to have to play on keyboard in ASCII. I get the impression RimWorld is the way in. That's the entry point. Yeah, Rim, RimWorld is like Gateway, Dwarf Fortress. Yeah, R- RimWorld is like when you're a kid and you're drinking coffee, but you put like five tablespoons of sugar in it. And Dwarf Fortress is when you're having your Black Americano extra shot. Are you going to play it? Wait, what's it got on Metacritic right now? It was at 95 at one point. I think this morning it was at 93. Oh. But it's like Marmite. I don't expect everyone to love it. You're lucky. You're lucky not everyone loves it. I mean, Metacritic is hugely distorted because if it's a relatively niche game and only people who really love it play it and review it then it gets a completely ludicrous score like out of the park baseball <laughs> but yeah I remembered imagine if this but was this the same is, but the, seriously there's this visual novel in there on the switch which i can't buy but it's it is on 95 you, you can't buy it because it's not available in the I, uk or because it's actually like I don't a, want, a porn game <laughs> i can't play a 40 hour visual novel I just can't. But but it's got quick resume ting. 
it's okay i know i you've got to start arkham city from the beginning again so i i understand time for stats it's the stats section this is the section all about the games that we did play that's the difference between these two sections it it has been well thought out i promise you what did we play in 2022 not necessarily games that were released in 2022 yeah and there's a spreadsheet there's always a spreadsheet (laughs) But, but, but once again there's a spreadsheet I normally do a post, don't I? You do. I can do that. Although these days I mostly do the blog posting. One of us will make a post. You're most played this year? You know, <laughs> you've asked me, you've said, you've made this statement and I realise actually I don't really have a good answer for you because the stat tracking obviously is not limited to this year. I mean, we've literally said definitely in previous years, maybe even last year, Imagine if we had made a stat tracking website that actually really did do it on an annual basis. Because, like, I can tell you which game's got the biggest number right now, but I can't tell you how many of those hours were this year. But we can safely assume that your most played game of 2022 was Call of Duty Warzone, right? When was Warzone released? April. Because... You know, it's now become my single most played game of all time. At 774 hours, it has finally surpassed PUBG. But, like, The Perfect Tower 2 was 182 hours this year. (laughs) So it's possible, it's possible (laughs) the most played single game this year was that, which is actually a a terrible story. But we, we mostly talked about The Perfect Tower 2 in the Now Playing app. Right. So I'm not going to go into it again. You can go back and listen to that. But yeah, geez, that game. I I don't even know if it's that good now. I realize that maybe I just have an undiagnosed weakness to idle games and I just haven't played many idle games. And so this being a pretty competent idle game just really got me. And the, the worst thing is that a lot of those 182 hours weren't even idle. You know, that's the real that's the real problem there. Anyway, anyway, yeah. So, if you know, if you did listen to that Now Playing app and I was talking about getting to ERA, I did finally get to in Infinity. I did finally get to the Infinity stage of the game, but I didn't even finish the game. There's the whole Infinity grind to do. And I was just like, it's enough. It's enough for me. So back to Warzone. Warzone 1. Because Warzone 1 is over. I mean, it's not really over. I think it's going to come back, but... It's on hiatus. It's just Warzone Caldera. Yeah, exactly. It's it's coming back as Warzone Caldera, but 
the the new hotness warzone is warzone 2 so they released uh what do they call it veteran veteran action report and it's like your final warzone stats and you can get a cool little video where it shows who your squad mates are who your squad mates are yeah like the forever young award like which of your squad mates died the most and stuff like that and then it gives you your final stats D- did you look yours up no i don't want to look at my stats i don't think i ever really progressed with warzone yeah fair enough i mean i was pleased to see that my final final stats i have a positive kd so it's like 1.01 i mean I do think some seasons it was much better than that, but the early seasons it was definitely much, much worse. So to finally end on a positive KD is is not bad, I think. It shows it shows my improvement at first person shooters. <laughs> is this what you, you've put on your CV now for your two years? Yeah. What what did I do for two years? I Im- improved my KD from 0.6 to one point oh one. Yeah, because it, it was terrible in the early days. And then it was like slowly climbing like 0. 0.7 0. 0.8 0. 0.9 and now yeah 1.01 I, I do think it was as high as like 1.3 at one point or at least for, for some seasons but you know i needed that to try and like bring up those earlier ones imagine if large companies had esports teams <laughs> like mike welcome to our esports <laughs> yeah yeah welcome esports team yeah i mean do, do they have anything they've got like bowling teams and stuff sometimes right or football teams yeah but it's generally all casual it's not really officially company approved right yeah so imagine you know what that is so good imagine if it was good like you know like college sports imagine if you had corporate sports that would be so good it's like yeah you know david beckham's a bit washed up now but uh we're gonna give him a job in the mail room and he's gonna play for (laughs) yeah our, our mega corporation fc imagine there's there's a there's a, a terrible idea for a whole series of books there. Why is it a terrible idea? I think it sounds like a great idea. I know. It's like the Hunger Games. <laughs> wow, we we're going there. I don't know. I just feel like uh, it's just it's tenuous how to get you know to create the circumstance for the actual main story. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have corporate battle royale. It's like. Exactly. This, this is the new merger and acquisition. Mer- merger and acquisition. Oh, this, it writes itself. It writes itself. This is so good. The CEO that wins, you know. <laughs> oh, that'd be so funny if they send the CEOs in as well. They're just like, where's my yacht? You know, which, which side of the gun do I point? <laughs> I say that. They're probably like, they're probably really into hunting. But imagine bloody hell imagine elon taking on cook for an, uh, like <laughs> oh mg this is <laughs> so good this is so good oh i'm like my jaw is like hanging slack this is incredible we sh- this there is some fan fiction to be written here there is some fan fiction yeah. someone someone do this someone do this so i don't have to i want i want to enjoy it i can't be bothered to make it myself this is like <laughs> this is like the whole realization about the indie game dev you know it's just like sometimes you just want someone else to do it what is it? This is the MTV. What is it? The terrible plasticine wrestling. Do you remember this? Like Robot Chicken or something. But yeah, but it was there was set up matchups. We could just oh, celebrity deathmatch. There you go. Thank you. We should move on. Okay. Okay.
for me, fewer games this year. Too many, I want to say too many gaming obligations. What, what does that even mean? So my backlog, the book club, multiplayer obligations. Okay. So, wait, how many games did you play? Not many, like 20. I've also realised I played two games on iOS, on mobile. Mobile is just a bad platform for games. I played Into the Breach, Immortality and Super Auto Pets all on iOS. That's, that's three games on is, mobile. <laughs> that's three. What? You said, is that too many? You said, too I, you said I played two games on mobile and then you just listed three oh, yeah. games. <laughs> I forgot Super Auto Pets. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, Ting. I don't think they're... It's just not as good. I don't know whether it's a touch... Oh, let's be... Let's try and be more articulate here. With Super Auto Pets, you need reference. Actually, the same with Into the Breach. And within Immortality, I don't think the UI is fit for purpose. Like, having to... Touchscreen is just actually too um, imprecise. Because when you play Immortality on the PC, the cursor will change to tell you that something is clickable. Mm. And that's valuable. Wait, have you played Immortality on PC as well now, then? No, I've watched someone play on PC. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, because I mean, I I played it, but on PC, so I have no idea how it is on mobile. I just saw that on mobile, you can play it as part of your Netflix subscription. So, and we actually we talked about this on the Into the Breach episode. You agreed with me, which I think is important that we we highlight again. <laughs> There's some things you just can't do on a commute or whilst waiting for the next stop. Oh, oh. to get off the next stop. Okay, I thought you were going to say there's some things you can't do on, on the iOS version, and then I was going to point out to me, it's like, wait, 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 no, that was what I said, but I was wrong, because you told me how to do it on the iOS version. <laughs> so you can you can physically do everything, but yeah, you don't have the same level of focus, obviously, which, which can cost you big in Into the Breach. I'll leave you to talk more about your things. I mean, you mentioned gaming obligations. I find... I mean, I do really enjoy them as well, but I, I think like the BRs are a major gaming obligation. Like that's, you know, other people are always asking me, hey, Mike, are you free to play, you know, Warzone, Fortnite, whatever. And I'm always like, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you re- it is an obligation. <laughs> is that because you don't have a good excuse? Not that you need an excuse, but a good reason not to play. I mean, I think I would have played more other games if not for the BRs. I mean, it's it's not like I didn't have time to play games in general, right? Like, I, I obviously have way more time than a normal person. But there are lots of single-player games that I thought I would play that I just didn't play and they just got deprioritized because I was just playing loads of Warzone and like loads of Fortnite, mostly. Like I think those are the two that I played the most. Mostly Warzone followed by Fortnite. And Fortnite was honestly really fun. Like, Fortnite is really knocking it out of the park. They they had the no-build mode introduced this year, and they also had this Dragon Ball crossover, you know, like, on the whole anime nonsense side of things. Like, the Dragon Ball crossover was honestly really good. Because, you know, normal crossover, they just put the skins in, right? But they actually put in items too so you had the golden nimbus that that you kind of like fly and the craziest is that they had the kamehameha like you don't know dragon ball at all right 
So th- there's a whole thing, like iconically, Dragon Ball is. I, I don't know if it's really the source, but it's you know it's like not necessarily the first thing to invent a thing that becomes famous for it, right? Dragon Ball's famous for this whole thing where the main character Goku has this giant like energy beam. He's like, Kamehameha! and he shoots like this giant energy beam out of his hands. And you could get that in Fortnite and it just wrecked everything. You could like one shot people with it and like blow up huge structures, like just blast huge holes in them. And like, I remember this like epic, epic win when, you know, the the new patch with this stuff came out and I tried playing it and yeah, playing solos, saw someone, I, di- I didn't realize it was actually like the final, like five or the final three people. Like I didn't realize it was so near the end of the match and saw someone put out the sniper bam headshot them gunfire's coming towards me and i'm like oh no and i quickly pull out the golden nimbus cloud and fly up into the air and then kamehameha just like blast them and victory real like comes up on the screen it was like wow that was amazing <laughs> you know that was so good that's like that's almost scripted right yeah it, it really was like wow that was a perfect finish also, Rip Chonkers Speedway. They've changed the map again. The entire Fortnite map has just been thrown away and we've got a new one. I mean, I guess they can afford to do it, right? They're making so much money from Fortnite. And, and the new map apparently is using all the cool Unreal 5 tech. Like, it's using Lumen and Nanite if you turn it on. But, you know, I want more frames. So. So, where, 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 what's the balance between Fortnite and warzone what's better what's your preference uh, you know what i said i think in maybe in the now playing episode right? i said at some point i was trying to turn the dial down right on on warzone specifically but also on fortnite so i'm not actually really playing either game now on my own i only play it when other people want to play and even that can be quite a lot so it's mostly warzone because i think the Warzone friends want to play more. And now, and now it's Warzone 2. But, you know, maybe it's like 80-20 towards Warzone. So you don't play solos in either? Not really, no. Something else I tried this year was to to play games in the background whilst I was waiting for stuff at work. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, waiting for a build to happen. Waiting for... Someone to get back to me, waiting for something to load. So I, I played Football Manager and Civ Six. Just alt tab to them. Oh wow! Okay, I did not know this. So I with Civ Six, I don't. I played in a peculiar way where I hot seated everyone. Have you ever done this? Is this a normal way to play Civ Six? Uh, no, and no. <laughs> it's like saying I really got into chess, but I just played against myself. <laughs> I guess you're just playing a sandbox. You, I yeah. mean, you can do that. Why not? I should have just done that, shouldn't I? I, I just don't even know what to say. It's like <laughs> most peculiar. I thought, you know, we can both be peculiar. Yeah. So true. I did that. It's actually ended up being quite boring, actually. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> so don't do that, anyone. PSA, don't do that. Don't hot seat. Yourself. You know, don't hot seat. Civ 6, 6 factions, don't do that. And towards the beginning, I didn't have much context switching to do, so it was okay, but over time, 
you can't really do that. You can't alt tab into a game. No. Yeah, I I really think trying to do too many things is worse than doing nothing at all sometimes, right? Like you're definitely better off doing one thing well than trying to do like five things badly. So which really explains why you've just gone all in with the BR. I, I do think I really enjoy BR games. Like I mean PUBG obviously taught me that. And yeah, I think if I'm if I'm gonna play a multiplayer game is definitely a style of game I enjoy playing. And also, you know, it's it's quite self-contained, you know, like how long is a game of Fortnite? How long is a game of Warzone? I think it is actually about 20 minutes usually, right? So it's not too bad. Although, I mean, it is bad if you play like 10 games back to back. <laughs> One last thing I've learned. So, no, just continuing that theme was I've learned that context switching is such a bad thing for me. I don't know. There was a time when I thought, oh, it's fine. I can pick up stuff a year later. It'll be fine. I tried to pick up Red Dead Redemption 2 and Super Mario Galaxy this year. Couldn't do it. I just couldn't even get the controls right. If you know what I mean. Red Dead Redemption 2, I can definitely see that being a problem. Super Mario Galaxy, I'm surprised you can't dip in and out of that more easily. I think it's because I've got to the point where all the easy stars are done. It's the challenging ones now that require... Some dexterity. Uh, are you trying to get every star? Yeah, I am. Okay, so you, you finished it, like, base game kind of thing. I can do, but I haven't. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, some of the stars, I guess, are quite challenging. And yeah, you do need you do need to build up, I guess, your actual, like, skill at the game. And, well, you're, you're going to go down a few notches after a long break, yeah. So I'm, I'm doing the comets. Comets. So, you know, mm. you take a boss with only one hit point available to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, like, little and often, like, Super Mario Galaxy, if you played it just in 15-minute chunks, you know, you you made an attempt at that boss, and then you failed, okay, fine, I'll come back to it another time, and you did that over and over and over again, I think you probably would be okay. Like, Red Dead Redemption 2, I don't think that's going to work at all, because I don't think you can play that game in 15-minute chunks, personally. I think that's the sort of game where you have to really like immerse yourself and like, who's got time for that? Well, actually, I, I have time for immersion, actually. I don't have time for, I've realised I need payoff. I need payoff from all my time with Elden Ring. I need payoff from my gaming time. <laughs> and it really hurts me if I play for 15 minutes and I've made no progress. But we'll talk about that more next time. Did we both play Persona 5? You tried it as well, right? Yeah, I've tried it, yeah. Just thinking about the payoff, because, like, how far have you gotten into it? I don't really know. I've come to the realisation that we're going to kill Kamoshida. Whoa, whoa! (laughs) Is that not far, is it? I'm just thinking, kill him? Jeez. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's still, like, in the tutorial. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. That, that game has like a long tutorial. I, I'm actually not that much further than that. I, I finished the whole Kamashita section, but yeah, like only now do I feel like I'm out of the tutorial and oh, geez, that took a long time. Okay. But the beauty, you know, the beauty of Persona 5 
is that there's always progress being made. So although it's long, I can feel there's more satisfaction along the way. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would like to, to play more of it, but I don't know. I don't know <laughs> when it's going to happen. We'll see. Okay, I, I, I actually have a whole bunch of games. You know what? Actually, I want to, I want to rewind to a game that I played way earlier in the year that definitely deserves a mention. This is like so random. The Looker. Do we talk about? We haven't talked about this at all, right? I've just said to you, I want to talk about the Looker. Maybe not in a recording. No. I mean, the Looker is a free parody of The Witness, but it is like a serious game. Like you could, th- this game they could definitely have charged for it. You know, maybe not charged very much, but it, it's it's a full on game. It's a full on like witness type game about like drawing a line from like one point to another with like a clever progression of puzzles and and so on but but it's definitely a parody of the witness in an absolutely hilarious way because you said you enjoyed the witness right yeah i enjoyed the witness i i really think you should play the looker like the whole game is maybe like an hour or two and it, it's such a good send up of the witness, but it, but in a loving way. Like I, I enjoyed the witness too, but I also really enjoyed the looker. There, there are just some really hilarious moments in it, and I don't want to say them because you know spoilers. But it, it's a really good send up of the witness. I think it's really sad as well that like Jonathan Blow refuses to play it, and if you mention it to him, he'll block you. You know, but it, you don't make something like The Looker unless you really loved The Witness. You know, it it was significant effort to make this game, for sure. I mean, probably not as much as The Witness, but... <laughs> Seriously, give it a go. Okay. And then, yeah, if, if we're talking about games that I ostensibly love, there's like, there was also the last Zachtronics game. Although maybe it's not the last now. I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a random grab bag. So this is Last Call BBS. I, I did play it. I didn't think it was that good, actually, if I'm if I'm being honest. If it's like a grab bag, then maybe it's just to close it all right. Yeah, I mean, it's quite twee, but it's... I think people just have expectations from what they want from a Zachtronics game. I mean, I think that was the problem as well. He was getting burned out just yeah. continually making <laughs> programming puzzle games. But every time he tried to make something different, people would be like, mm, thumbs down, it's not a programming puzzle game. And he was just like, guys, I just want to make something else, please. Man, so so many other random things. I, I actually, what, what did I play? I, I played 50 to 60 games this year, I think all on PC and some of them were really like random I just saw it on Game Pass and I was like I'm, I'm gonna play that like paparazzi just kind of like Pokemon Snap but for cute dogs I mean it wasn't great <laughs> <laughs> but it was cute but it was just like I played it for half an hour I was like well that's enough of that <laughs> you put down a game you play for half an hour it's like that's like the whole game, seriously. I mean, I say half an hour. I probably played. I probably played more than half an hour. I probably played a few hours, but 
I think I saw everything relevant to see in like half an hour. It's like, okay. here's a pug. Here's a pug doing a kickflip. Woo, take a photo. Points for, do- <laughs> points for taking a skateboarding dog photo. It's quite cute and quite cathartic, but it was enough. Does Game Pass have a low bar? Wait, wait, wait. wait. You, you're making this sound worse than it is. Paparazzi was actually quite good. It's a good game. It's cool. Okay. It's cute. Fine. But, you know, I, I don't play Pokemon Snap either. I think I'm just not particularly interested in that sort of game. But that's the great thing about Game Pass. You can just try it. I'm just trying to find out whether of the 500 games on Game Pass, 100 of them are paparazzi clones. <laughs> no. Okay. I I almost wish there were. There's like, like you know, there's like lots of times like a weird and wonderful game. Like I should try that. Is it on Game Pass? No. And then I just have, I still have to buy it on Steam. <laughs> like someone mentioned to me, there is like a Star Fox, you know, kind of spiritual remake kind of thing called like Zodiac X or something. And I I played. I finished that whole game in like 45 minutes. I was like, was that it? I mean, like I could refund it, but I won't. But like, it's not very long games that i played that were surprisingly good curse of the golden idol kind of like a light obradin so ticks some of the same mental boxes of you know here are some clues piece together what this means and drag and drop like the right name into the right box kind of thing but simplified and streamlined you know, it's just like a single like diorama you're seeing. You you're not walking around a 3D space. You're not trying to solve like an overarching like mega puzzle for the whole game. It's literally like, here's a single murder scene and say who killed who and with what and put the right name to each character kind of thing. Though there is an overarching story, obviously, about the Golden Idol and its curse. Patrick's Parabox. A very clever soccer ban esque game, but with boxes in boxes in boxes and other weird mechanics. I, I don't actually even really like soccer ban games that much, but I feel Patrick's Parabox is as clever as Baba is You. I mean, I say that actually. I haven't finished it. I'm like halfway through. I'm assuming it's going to have a whole clever meta level of puzzles too as as you progress because the puzzle selection screens are themselves boxes that are nested in boxes that are nested in boxes so i imagine there's going to be some clever thing about that towards the end but maybe i'll be wrong i i just think it's going to have like a few more surprises up its sleeve so we'll see and, and then the most left field one is I was a teenage exocolonist, which I played because I was looking at the list of Game Awards nominees. And then I was like, you know what? I should check Metacritic as well and see what else is good. And like in the top 10 PC games this year, there was this game. I was a teenage exocolonist. I think it got like 90 something on Metacritic. I, you know what? I, I don't remember the exact number, but it was it was up there. And then I looked at it on Steam and I saw it was overwhelmingly positive. And I decided to try it. And yeah, deck building, time loop, teenage life and dating simulator. I, I enjoyed it a surprising amount. 
This was your number two game of the year? This is number three. Okay. Okay. But honestly, surprisingly good. Surprisingly affecting. I, I, I rated it so highly because, you know, it came out this year, so it's eligible. <laughs> and I just binged the whole thing in one weekend. Like, I just wanted to keep going back and play it. Like, I had a friend who was like, hey, do you want to play Warzone tonight? And I was just like, oh, I'm kind of busy with my, you know, hot emo boyfriend and, <laughs> and trying to, like, <laughs> save the colony's food supply. I don't know. But they could see you on Steam playing this, right? Yeah, they could see They could see you on Steam. They were like, WTF, Teenage Exit Colonist? Lol, lol, lol. And I was like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you should be TikToking these... This the, the finger pointing that I'm getting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. So I don't know. Surprisingly enjoyable and really, honestly, clever mechanics with the time looping and the deck building and it all hanging together. You know, kind kind of like Chinese Parents, which we did play and talk about on the podcast, but culturally more resonant for westerners you know like there was lots of stuff in chinese parents that i think we didn't viscerally get because obviously it's all about like the experience of growing up in mainland china and having said that i mean it's not like i've ever had to fight off a manticore or find some sponge fungus to save the colony food supply (laughs) but you know for some reason those things were easier for me to comprehend Let's move on to the main event. Oh, what's that? The Meaningless Awards. The Meaningless Awards 2022. What what are the rules for this? There are no rules. There are no rules. These awards are meaningless. The games don't even have to be from this year, although I think they actually no. are this time. They are this time because you've decided to reuse your homework, right? We did a crossover episode with X Drive Megabox. And for that, the rules were the game has to have come out this year. Yep. So if you listen to the crossover, there probably won't be too many surprises in this list. But we can talk a bit more intimately about our choices. Yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 we might be going to a bit more, more depth. Should we start? So, for best multiplayer... activity on this scale before. They have an army. But we have each other. The world is a vampire. Modern Warfare 2. Multiplayer. And for me... Warzone 2, 
slash DMZ, DMZ, which is kind of the same game. I'm going to put them together. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that we've gone full circle, that we're back to modern warfare. And I, that's what I like. That's what I know. I feel like well, it's been modern warfare for the past like three years or something. This is so bad. It's so bad. But this is, not only is it modern warfare, but it, even Activision have gone backwards. You know, they've gone back to yeah. recreating, reproducing modern warfare. I mean, this should be modern warfare five, technically, right? This is actually the fifth modern yeah. warfare game. Or it should be Call of Duty 19. Like... <laughs> It's ridiculous that like naming. How does it work? The names they mean what I what I want them to mean. Yeah, I mean I don't know what the plan is. I mean, are they looking for people to be confused and just buying an old game again? Nah. What's the purpose? Nah. They What's just, the purpose they, of reusing the name? They they just know that like big numbers scare people off. You know, like why would I buy the fifth game in the series? I didn't play the other four. It's all right. It's number one again. So it'll be. A, a perpetual cycle of modern warfare one two three one two three one two three until until we die well let's see if we get to three we'll get to three we'll get to three okay that's your, that's your prediction oh 100 percent modern warfare 2 has done really well i mean i was not gonna pick this originally i originally had a multiplayer deck building roguelike on here called across the obelisk actually it's not really right what was it kind of roguelike it's a it's like a deck building adventure game that has a multiplayer mode so a friend a friend bought it for me when i was going into hong kong hotel quarantine again and then we played it during the quarantine multiplayer and it's basically slay the spire but with a party of four characters and you can split control between, you know, multiple players. And the characters all have different decks. So you can have like, you know, there's like a warrior deck if you're the warrior character or like a magic deck if you're the magic character, a healer deck, a, a rogue deck, you know. So originally I was going to pick Across the Obelisk. But I just had such a good experience in Warzone and DMZ. Like in the two weeks before we recorded the <laughs> X-Drive Megabox crossover. And I was like... You know, what did I actually really enjoy more? Like, Across the Obelisk is the more cool and snobby pick, but those games of Warzone and DMZ, DMZ, well, I can't, I can't even make my mind up now. I'm just awkwardly caught between the two, the, the two pronunciations. You know, this is, this is the problem of when you become an international person. Man, those, those games I played that week of, of COD were so good. Like, so many hilarious and memorable things happened. Like, I'm I'm just going to recount some of them to you now cuz like you know originally my first experience in Warzone 2 was was garbage like the game the game just like randomly disconnected and like the footsteps were busted like someone was like literally right next to me and I couldn't hear their footsteps but they evidently couldn't hear mine either cuz we we were like walking around next to each other and we both didn't hear each other on, on the kill feed you know and then I finally climbed a ladder and they could hear me climbing the ladder and they just spun around and shot me you know and I was just like oh fair enough but it's just funny that we were right next to each other and we both didn't hear each other. So, yeah, initially I was just like, oh, I'm going to pick across the obelisk. But the DMZ mode, really fun. It's kind of like Tarkov Light, you know. It, it has some of the same 
feeling as Tarkov and as the excitement of like, oh, I found this rare item. I found this rare key to like the embassy and stuff. But the stakes are lower. It's more arcadey. You can kind of like chill out. And it's a, it's a good place to level your weapons as well. It's like better than plunder. So it's actually, it's surprisingly fun. You know, you feel like you're making progress. You've got to extract the case. And if they keep evolving that mode and kind of like add storyline stuff to it, you know, and it, the map is changing a bit and like the objective change a bit or like the boss characters that are on the map change a bit. Like I can see that being really good. I mean, it's occasionally really frustrating because it does crash or disconnect you and you just lose all your stuff. But but when it works, it's it's good, especially because you've got this terrible thing of like, is it is it an AI or is it a player? You know, you'll see you'll see a car driving and you'll think it's probably an AI patrol, but it could be players. And like players obviously are really dangerous. And like the moments when you're just fighting another squad unexpectedly because you've both decided to go for this same, you know, like mission. Yeah. Epic. But Warzone, <laughs> the proximity chat has really elevated Warzone into like a whole new level of, of ridiculousness. <laughs> Do you play with this at all? Have you tried Warzone? I have tried Warzone, but I've not tried Prox chat. Can you even turn it off? If you have party chat on. Ah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because when playing with the PC friends, we're all using Discord, which I guess is like party chat on PlayStation. But when I'm playing with the PlayStation friends in the UK... I'm on PC, it's cross-platform. So our only means of chat is the in-game chat. So we're having to use the prox chat. And so many funny things have happened as a result <laughs> of the prox chat. Like, I, I think I mentioned some of them in the X-Drive episode. But, but like, just a couple more. Like, tricking people. You know, like, there's a bit where it's like, okay, I've, I've, uh, I've booby-trapped the door. So when they try and come up the stairs, they're going to get blown up and then we can just focus fire on the stairs, you know, because we're, we're all like on the roof of this skyscraper. So this guy's explaining this to us. There's no mine at the door. We're all watching the zip lines. And then the enemy team, the enemy team just comes up the zip lines and we shoot them. And they were like, ha, 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 you know, there was no mine at the door. So you, you can you like, because we heard this other enemy team talking and they're like, okay, there's an enemy team. I'm going to, I'm going to prox the door, you know, like. You can literally just lie and they can hear you and they think that you don't know that you can hear them, but we know that they can hear that we, you know. So good. Or another totally ridiculous one was when, you know, sometimes the game just goes totally south. Like it just completely just goes nuts. Like you're, you're, you're moving like from cover to cover and it all seems fine. And then suddenly like, uh-oh, 10 teams have accidentally converged on the same point of the circle and like it's this insane third party fourth party fifth party like gunfight right so so that happened but everyone is talking on prox chat over each other and was just like i see a team or something. <laughs> so it's like so confusing and then one of my teammates gets downed but he was on top of like like a gas silo or something so you know he got downed when he was standing up but once he was like knocked over on the on the ground and was able to like crawl away from the edge no one could actually finish him and then 
he just said like initiating radio interference and he was just doing this like <laughs> literally the entire time he was down and, and everyone was going like shut up shut up shut up who's doing that where is this coming from he's going he's making all these noises <laughs> I know, right? And I was just like, and I actually was like, what is going on? What is going on? And it's so confusing. And no one can hear anything because like he's literally maxing out the voice chat going like, and it's impossible to hear footsteps. It's basically almost impossible to hear gunfire. And, you know, we were surrounded and like bullets are flying everywhere. We, We managed to take out a lot more people than I think we would have done because everyone was just so thrown by this radio interference. Great tactic, it turns out. Incredibly, incredibly toxic. Genius. Yeah, exactly. I, I really think that the prox chat is bringing out like the best and the worst of everyone. Like literally some of the things that have come out of the prox chat have been like, you know, either really funny or really wholesome or just absolute toxicity and like cannot be repeated <laughs> just like <laughs> okay so i shouldn't just enable prox chat oh man or like you know we literally came up like a guy you know a guy knew we were on the roof and he was like hey hey don't shoot me we're brothers right don't shoot me i want to join your squad and he's like okay okay and he he comes out the roof and then they just shoot him <laughs> and, then he, and he's like hey i thought we were brothers and they just finish him <laughs> off and then the, the, the thing is though later on later on we encounter the same squad again because they got out of the gulag and they're just like we're gonna kill you we're gonna kill you we're gonna get our revenge you lied to us you lied and and then the rest of our squad is like it wasn't us it was just this one guy it was just this one guy on our team sorry you know it's it's not us and like we'll, we'll tell you where he is and then uh, my teammates then proceed to describe in great detail the location of this one teammate they're like he's he's behind this pillar behind the thing he's hiding from you you can get him and then they're chasing him and the other guys continue to narrate his position <laughs> it was so funny i mean the, the guy you know what the guy who who shot this other team after he said i won't shoot you it's okay he was the radio interference guy you know <laughs> it's clearly bringing out like the worst in people but it is also so funny yeah try it <laughs> Only in VR. It's not in DMZ. I think it probably is, but I've only played DMZ with PC people. So we're all on Discord and we're all... I think the matchmaking probably is, you know, like... If you're all on PC, it probably tries to put you into a PC-only lobby. Okay. But, you know, when I'm playing with the UK people and they're all on PS5, maybe we're getting put into, you know, cross-platform lobbies... And thus, everyone's using the in-game voice because, you know, that's the only cross-platform voice we've got. But it has led to such funny situations. Why are you not streaming now? Why weren't you streaming? You, you would not... You, you do not want to stream with the prox chat on. You have no idea what people are going to say, right? Yeah, I mean, just to give you an idea of, like like the level of discourse as well like because the text chat is also so random and so toxic like at the start of every game we played during that like cross-platform period someone says on the all chat 
one is racist and then everyone else is just going like one 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 i was just like what the hell is this what the hell is what this you like type one is racist and then all these people just type one and i was just like is this okay this is not okay come on man you know but like every game has started out like that and then what? and then my team my team was trying to then be wholesome it was really funny and they were like you know at the start of the next game they were like type one if we all want to have good clean fun they were like kill that guy kill that guy and i was just like wow <laughs> so toxic so toxic shall we move on let's move on best game Make of thyselves that which he desire, be it a lord, be it a god. But should ye fail to become aught at all, ye will be forsaken, amounting only to sacrifices. Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Predictable. We're in synchronicity. Is it a first? Is it a first time ever? First in history? I think we're normally in synchronicity on the best multiplayer. I say normally for the past few years anyway, but for best game, I think this is a first. It's kind of boring. The choice or the game? The choice. The game is great. It's the best game. Let's just be quick about it then. Yeah, I we we've we did a four part series on this. I think we've said everything that needs to be said. I hope that Tears of the Kingdom is that the right? Did I get the title right? You did get the title right. Evolves from Elden Ring. What what lessons do you hope that it learns? I want to have randomized. I say randomized unknown rewards when I go to a shrine. Yeah, no, no more spirit orbs. I want interesting gear. Yeah, good shout, good shout. And better weapon durability. <laughs> yeah. I'll go with those. Let's not be too greedy. Okay, okay. I mean, in the in the crossover app, we had a similar conversation. I think Mike Q wants Epona to have a double jump. I want Tingle the Fell Omen. Let Tingle extinguish thy meager flame. Kulu Limpa! Smash. Let's not have Tingle talks. No. Oh, we should have Tingo the Fell Omen. This is so obvious in hindsight. <laughs> you can have a cameo. Okay, okay. Let's move on. Missed in 2022. Sunny 
triangle strategy. You know what? I weirdly don't feel that strongly about this category. Usually I feel really strongly about this category. But this year, I'm like, whatever. Wait, 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 wait. Have you intentionally not spoken about triangle strategy up to this point because you missed it in 2022? Yeah. Fine. Because you mentioned a lot of games that you missed earlier on today. Yeah. Okay. But you didn't mention triangle strategy at that point because you're going to mention it here. Yeah. Fine. There's method to our madness. Yeah. Do, do you think Good. Do you think I'm just pulling this out of my ass? Usually you are, but no, you you put together these ones this time, so. <laughs> I mean, there were a lot of strategy RPGs this year. I say that, I'm trying to remember what the other ones were. <laughs> but, you know, for someone who has previously, you know, for a long time, right, when people were like, oh, what are your, like, top games of all time? What are your seven fave games, right? Like, right at the top would be Final Fantasy Tactics. And Triangle Strategy is kind of a spiritual successor, right? Like, it's, it's a full-on Squaresoft tactical RPG in that vein. And, yeah, I just, I'm surprised I didn't play it. But, you know, given what I how I claim to feel about strategy RPGs. I mean, I do think maybe I've just changed and that's okay too. But yeah, so that's my pick for Mist in 2022. How about you? Everyone keeps secrets. Sometimes it's the only way to protect the ones we love. I know you. God killer. What is it you want from me? Is it a god of war you came to find? You don't really want war. Do you, Kratos? All that blood on your hands? On your son's hands? Mine is God of War Ragnarok. Good answer. Because that's the alternative to Elden Ring, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I didn't even consider this because I don't have a PS5. It, like, it didn't actually make any impact on my consciousness at all. But yeah, I actually watched a bunch of clips of it just because YouTube kept suggesting them to me. And it really does look very good. Like, it does make me think I should go back and play the God of War games and then the reboot game and then this one like it looks really good i think you only need to play the reboot game the the previous ones are different much different much different gameplay wise i guess it's enough to kind of know the story like kratos kills the greek pantheon and now he's coming for the norse pantheon (laughs) and god of war is on pc right it is on pc yes wait have you played god of war the reboot one no i haven't Actually, I have it. It's in the PlayStation collection. Ah. But I have not played it. Okay. It is on the list. Well, by all accounts, it's extremely good. I mean, I think numerically it may have won more awards than Elden Ring at the Game Awards. I don't know. I'm I'm not really counting. But 
Yeah. Good pick. You made a point to mention Two Point Campus. Two Point Hospital is not very good. Let's be clear here. Yeah, because you were you were quite hyped for Two Point Campus, and it did come out. Ne- neither of us played it. It's even on Game Pass. I still didn't play it. I watched your review. It's more of the same. I don't want the same. Hmm. Good answer. And then finally, honourable mention. Obstruction of justice, blackmail, defamation, possession of weapons. Manslaughter too, yeah? And you seem to be enjoying every second of it. Huh? In the near future, there is no mistake that ruin awaits you. Do you have the resolve to challenge the distortion of the world? I don't think it's wrong to bring light to evils which can't be judged. Persona 5 Royal. I've, you know what, if I'm honest, I, I forgot you were going to pick this. So we discussed it a bit earlier already, sorry. <laughs> what I've learned is I need games to tell me stories, or a story, in many ways. This is why I love this game. I need anime, I need in-engine cutscenes, I need unnecessary 2D anime, you know, how do you describe the the bottom pop-up? Yeah, like the characters' faces and their expressions and stuff. Yeah, I yeah, need it, text it's messages. Good. It's, it's really good. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think it also does help convey the emotion the characters are meant to have, right? You've got like a big close-up of their face making a face, right? Because sometimes with just the text, you're like, wait, what what are they really trying to say? And then, no, you can see they're pulling a dumb face, so you know now what they're trying to say. Yeah, so maybe I do like story. I just need it to be presented to me in a digestible fashion. The most annoying thing, though, actually, here's a question for you. Do Which um, audio dub do you, do you have, do you use? Oh, you know what? This is a really tough one. I started with the English audio, and... The thing that really bugged me is that there's a character you encounter very early on and his name is Ryuji... They say Ryuji Sakamoto or something. And I was like, excuse me, what? (laughs) Sakamoto. And I was like, am I I taking crazy pills? Like, that's not how you say a Japanese name. Is it? It's like Sakamoto or something. or Sakam- I, I mean, the thing is, like, I don't speak Japanese. So I was like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just wrong. And then I was looking up and I, I actually switched to the Japanese dub. And it's not Sakamoto. They, they say like Sakamoto or something, you know, like they say, they say the way I was expecting it to be said. And I was just like, this is, this is ruining my immersion. Like, why would you say it like this? And I, I actually Googled it. And apparently, like, the voice director told them to pronounce it that way for the English dub, you know. Like, the Japanese voice director told them, no, I, I w- in the English version, I want you to say it like this. Because, like, the voice actors also knew that this was a weird way to say it. But they were told to say it that way, is what I read. So, 
Yeah, like that is really bugging me. But in the end, I still switched back to the English voice acting because I'd rather understand what's going on personally. So I was really, I don't know, what are you doing? That's not the reason I expected. I thought you'd say that he was just too annoying. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, no. I'm okay. Everything's bullshit. I'm, I'm actually okay with the voices. I'm actually okay with the voices. It's just like the pronunciation of certain <laughs> names, you know, is actually really bugging yeah. me. Uh, are you using Japanese or, or English? English. English, okay. But I have been tempted to switch to Japanese. But when the thing, the problem with watching or playing something with uh, Japanese voices that you really, is, you really have to read. You can't take your eyes off the screen, which I don't like. You see, I'm actually okay with the reading. I, I The thing is, I actually think if I played with the Japanese voices, I'd probably play faster because I would actually just read the text and skip a lot of the time. But when I say I'd like to know what's going on, I don't actually mean for the main characters. I mean for all of the incidental audio from NPCs. Because you know when you're like walking around and the people are like, oh, it, it's that student, you know, like that would be in Japanese if I had the Japanese audio. And I don't think that incidental audio is subtitled. So that's why I'm playing with the English audio, even though my friend is called Ryuji Sakamoto. Like, who who says that? It's funny that you're so bothered by mispronunciation, you know, a mispronunciation of a Japanese name. Because you're not even Japanese. I know, it's just... Why so sensitive to it? It's it's just because it's just so jarring. I mean, I, I'm weirdly sensitive to things that make no sense. I agree. And in a weird way, given my experience with um, my bad experience with Pokemon, I can appreciate how personas work. The tutorial is so slow and does such a good job of explaining what's going on. I, I'm I'm confused to this day. I I don't understand how the personas work at all. <laughs> I'm exaggerating it's just a bit. Like Pokemon. I'm exaggerating a bit, but like the Persona fusion yeah. stuff is like odd. They make this they make this big deal of how I've got like Arsene, my persona, and they're like, okay, now fuse him with this trash. You've got a different persona now. And I'm like, what happened to Arsene? <laughs> it's like, never mind, never mind. Now your persona is a horse. And I'm like, what? We maybe we'll talk about this more if we ever do a book club F on Persona Five in six years' time. That would that would um, the bit before would have made a great comic, by the way. <laughs> okay, someone illustrate that. Illustrate it and send it <laughs> along along with the CEO battle royale. <laughs> okay. And uh, let's finish then with my pick.
Tunic. This game was robbed. This game should have won something at the Game Awards. I cannot believe this did not win, like, Best Debut Indie or something. Did this really come out this year? Yes! Crazy. I mean, I do kind of see why, obviously, I'm being a bit facetious. Like, it's, um... It doesn't have the mass market appeal or something like Stray, obviously. Everyone just everyone just loves Stray. Everyone just loves Stray. I don't I don't get it personally. But Tunic Tunic is like so deep. It's so deep, man. Tunic is like the new Fez, right? It's the game that's full of secrets and like you think you're done, but actually there's like five other layers to the game. You know? It's like a cake or an onion. I don't know. Pick your metaphor. They just need they just need to be more hype for it. Yeah. It's badly marketed. Well, it's an indie game, right? What do you expect? Fez did okay. Yeah, but, but there, were, time, there were fewer games back then. It was a different time. Like, being an indie game itself got you marketing because it was just so unusual, right? Whereas, like, I think you're right. Stray had a massive amount of marketing, didn't it? I mean, Annapurna Anapone- Interactive does a, does a good job with their indie games. And Devolver, right? There's a, there's a few big indie companies now, actually, yeah. The other game that springs to mind is Untitled Goose Game. And that was... That game does nothing. But that was... They marketed the hell out of that game. Yeah, that really... That was really in the zeitgeist. That really, like, captured the public's imagination. Did we even mention Cult of the Lamb? That's the other big indie this year, I feel. No, we've not met, um, I'm not sure. Anyway, whatever. I'm picking Tunic for this game. This this game was robbed. This game, this game, if not for Elden Ring, probably would have been, you know, in the running for for my best game. Like I've said before, it it ticks all the boxes of things I like. Right? It's it's got loads of secrets and it's kind of dark soulsy combat while also being like Zelda: A Link to the Past. It's it's a game where the things that make it so good I cannot mention because that's what makes it so good. But I really secrets, secrets. So seriously, so many secrets. But I really think that the people who played it and dismissed it just didn't find any of the secrets. They were just like, "Yeah, it's just kind of like Legend of Zelda, but with Dark Souls style combat." Eh. And I was just like, "No, you missed the point. You totally missed the point." That was possible with Fez, right? You could have missed the point with Fez as well. I think so, yeah. I mean, Fez would just be then a cute platformer with an interesting 2D, 3D mechanic, which I guess was very novel for the time as well. But Fez had all of that stuff with the cubes and other secrets. And, you know, Tunic's got a whole thing going on. A whole thing. But, you know, it's also probably really just plucking at the heartstrings of people who are a certain age because things like things like the manual that are just drip feeding you these revelations about the game or at least the clues to set you on the the golden path that is the sort of thing that probably appeals to people of a certain age and yeah i am that age maybe maybe these young whippersnapper game reviewers you know it's just lo- it's just lost on them so yeah, I would really love to talk about what makes Tunic so good, but um, <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for anyone. 
So that, that that's all I'm going to say, I guess. It's my honourable mention. And I'm only picking one this year. See, isn't this, isn't this better? Have I learned something? Is this growth? Probably not. I'll pick five next year again. Don't worry. Please. We were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please rate and subscribe to us on your podcasting platform. Please, please, please. You can find us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. On Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. On Twitch. As Lost Levels Club. Anywhere else? Reddit. R slash Lost Levels Club. Mike, what are you grateful for today? I am grateful that I've got a job. Can you believe it? I think I, I think this was alluded to in a pre-chat. I was like, oh, yeah, I may have accidentally got a job. Yeah, so I got the job. I'm not going to go into all the details here. It's private. But yeah, I've got a job and I'm moving to Singapore, which is actually crazy. The upheaval. I mean, you, you moved country as well, right? You moved back to the UK. Yep. Was it like a couple of years ago? Approaching, yeah. Well, I am leaving too. I am moving to Singapore. So is is the end of another era of the podcast, I guess. I'm I'm coming out of retirement. I have to give a f again. So Michael says bye. Bye bye.